Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by... L&M Marine has something for everyone, from small hunting boats, pontoon boats, to bigger bay boats, offshore boats, and hybrids. L&M Marine LLC prides itself on its customer service and knows how important it is to be taken care of and to have someone you can trust. They are locally owned and regularly support the community. L&M Marine provides superior customer service and has an entire team that consists of professional sales members, financial experts, service technicians, and a knowledgeable parts and accessory staff to support you. Go visit their friendly, reliable, and experienced staff now locally owned six miles north of I-10 on 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251-937-1380. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brian Sand. Thank you guys for joining us and for listening uh, we got a great show lined up for you today, and man, what a beautiful week we have had to fish in the state of Alabama, and uh, I'm excited about seeing what these fishermen are doing out here, and we're going to have re- reports from, from all over the state for you guys today, but uh, hey, it's finally getting warm. We didn't know if it was ever going to get here. It tried, and it'd get cold, and it tried, and it'd get cold, but it looks like uh, these next few days we're going to have a pretty good warm-up. I know that the fish are going to be turning it on, but, hey, let's not take my word for it. Let's talk to these guys that know what they're doing. So for our first segment, we're going to go to Weiss Lake with my buddy Lee Pitts. Captain Lee, what's going on, my friend? Man, I tell you, hey, I think you nailed it. It's like uh, the old song says, let the sun shine. I mean, <laughs> it, is, it is coming. It, the sun is coming down and the uh, fish are coming up shallow and things are looking good. Man, that is good to hear. I'll tell you, we were, we needed some sun. I, we get little bits and pieces of it and it would get a tornadic downpour, torrential rain come through. And I'm, I mean, we may not be through with that. But it is it's nice to see it's nice to see some things warming up a little bit and some sunshine. What's it doing for the fish? You say it's moving up, man. What are what are they doing? You mainly been crop fishing, right? I have. Yeah, I sure have. And uh, and what's happening right now, man, just like you said, we have for the last uh and we were talking about it today when we came out the water, the last five weeks we have had Hard winds, uh, and when I say hard winds, I'm talking about, you know, we're a typically shallow lake here, and we've had wind that has been unbelievable. 20-mile-an-hour and 25 to 30-mile-an-hour gust midweek for the last five weeks. Yeah. And it's just been, it's been so hard to get out there, and, and we're still, you know, we're, we're still doing a lot of long-line trolling. You know, we're, we're getting out there, and we're setting multiple rods out, and we're, uh, we're cruising these these bays and and these big creeks out here and we're, we're putting our bobby garland baits down there uh the, the fish have been staying out there deeper so we've been having to get out and right out in the middle of some of these bays uh double sixteenths putting either even with the doubles we're putting split shot on them to get them down there deep just because the fish hadn't known what to do they've just laid out there and they don't know what's going on so uh, we, we've just been really, really staying out in the open water. So we are so glad to see this sunshine coming now and everything is looking good, man. That's crazy. You know, we talked to somebody else, uh, week or, a week or so ago, uh, and they were saying the same thing. They're like, man, we're catching crappie 25 foot deep still. And, and then there'll be days where we'll get a limit five feet deep. It's right. just kind of, it's just kind of, they're back and forth and can't really make up their mind what to do. And a lot of that's, I'm sure, because of the weather changes we've had. But, uh, but yes, you don't normally think about fish being in the deeper water this time of year, do you? 
No, it's you know this is unbelievable. Uh, this time of year, normally we're we're working these brush piles and we're working these uh, shallow water areas, and it's just one of those things that we're sitting there, you know, even throwing a float out there on them, you know, putting putting a jig behind the float, throwing live bait on them, and they're up there tight. But right now, these fish are still sitting out there in the bays. Now, now the fish we're catching, the, hey, they're they're slap full of eggs. They're laying out there in the mobility fat. And they're just waiting for the right time to jump in here and get up on the bank and do it. So I know that all fish do this to a point. I mean, they kind of come in in stages sometime. Are, are the crappie, I know crappie do that. Is it that some have gone in and spawned already? Or do you think they're all sitting there just getting ready to go? No, well, we had one wave, you know, we, about, about four weeks ago. Uh, we had a little bit of sunshine, a little warmer weather. And we had a day or two that some of these fish, and, and here we have them come in waves too. It, it's not all of them hit the banks at the same time. The, they'll they'll kind of stage a little bit, but uh, we'll have some of those black crappie. They'll get in there. You know, they're the first ones to kind of come in for us, and they'll get up there. And then we got those old big white crappie. They they're trying to ease in there too. You know, through this. So luckily, we've got stages of fish that are coming in. And normally we'll have two, three weeks. Sometimes if the weather uh, doesn't just jump up summertime on us, we'll have four weeks that these fish will get up in there and they'll get on this brush. And, and as one wave finishes, the other one's coming in. So, you know, that that's when you can sit there and really, really get the most of that shallow water fishing. Yeah, absolutely, man. What kind of baits are, are, are you, I know you mentioned the Bobby Garland. Are you, you mainly a jig man, aren't you? Well, uh, in the fall, I'll, I'll go more live bait in the fall, but like I'm saying, when, when we can, you know, when I've got my Bobby Garland baits and I can put them on and, and I can catch multiple fish and not have to, uh, stick them in on every time I'm staying with that. So yeah, when, no when, when I, when I can use those soft plastics and I can stay with those Garland baits, that's what I'm going to do. And yeah. a lot of times too, with the clients that I have, they're not used to casting a lot with that, so I, I can use that trolling technique. And then when I do cast, they're they're not throwing the bait off every time that we're we're getting up there tight. Yeah, that's the next question I was going to ask you. You know, um, is how do you fish with your clients? Do you get over that top and find those fish and drop it straight down, or do you do you put the line out and kind of troll with them? What what kind of technique seems to work for you there on Wise? What what we try to do, and uh, and and I've been all over. You know, I've been to Texas, I've been to Mississippi, I've been different places and doing this. And everybody's got their little different techniques. But here we do a lot of the long lining, and, and the reason for that is until later in the season, these fish aren't holding on anything. That they find a comfort zone and they're following bait, so the bait's moving around. And instead of doing a lot of fan casting, I've got I've got my boat set up that I've got holders in it, and uh, and we can get out. So it's a, it's an enjoyable day for people. They're not just like like a bass fisherman. They're not chunking and winding all day. I can put those rods in those holders, and then I let that you know that man cut a trolling motor do all my work for me. I'm following these little creeks and the little uh, high spots and low spots, and and looking at these depressions out through there, and just trying to find those fish. Once we find them we can start running back and forth through them. And I, I, I love it when I have uh, uh, ladies will be on the boat with me and they'll say, Lee, now now we don't fish a lot, so we don't know. And I said, hey, that's wonderful. You don't have any bad habits you got to break. Yeah. So, so right. you, you know, you, when you see that rod tip jump or bend over, you grab it and jerk it and start reeling. I see it. And, and it's just, yeah, yeah. And, and it's good that I can put them in those holders and uh, I'm letting the boat and and, uh, and my trolling motor do all the work, and we can laugh and cut up and eat sandwiches, drink Coca Colas, and 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 just wait. And all of a sudden, uh, those rods start going down, and they just grab it and and bend it over and and reel one in. How much line? When you say long line, and how much line you got out? I'm I'm probably not getting back there. Maybe maybe twenty yards behind the boat, fifteen twenty yards. Okay. Uh, and, and a lot of times too, I let those fish determine what i'm gonna do if they're super super deep i try not to go real heavy you know a lot of times 16th i may use an eighth you know one eighth every now and then but i try to stay as light as i can and i just use those boat speeds 
and uh and and maybe put a split shot or something up above it because i want that bait to still dance around and not right. be you know if you get too heavy it's gonna be lethargic in there and the fish just don't react to it well i like i like for if a fish runs up there and swats at it that bait jumps around a little bit then he's gonna come back and get it yeah that's right you know traditionally i grew up crappie fishing with my dad we we get on the top we drop the jig over in the top and that's how we fish and it, and we right. just ho- and, and we and just hope and that's a fish. great way to catch them yeah, we just hoped yeah. the fish were there, though, right? I mean, we didn't have electronics, and uh, we just yeah. hoped the fish. The way that you're doing it, I mean, electronics is vital. I'm assuming it, it is. I mean, it really, really is because I, I use my hummingbirds, and I'm I'm set up. And, and I'll, I'll give you a little example here. There's a lot of times, and just for me knowing how far I have the baits back and what speeds I'm running. I can see those fish on the grass and I can tell them to look right here. Now look at them. And you can see that big school of crappie. We'll go through them. I said, you got about 20 seconds. And I've had people laugh at me or whatever, but then I, then I watch them and I can see their mouth moving. They're counting. And, and when the fish are really on and they're really doing it, I can count that down. And all of a sudden you'll see those rods go to jumping. But you may miss them the next time. So I'll I'll use a split screen and I'll have that side imaging and my down imaging. So I know, hey, I missed them 15 yards. This next pass where I'm following my GPS, I'm going to bump over just a little bit. And then I'll be right on top of it. Do you have live scope or you just using the side and the down? No, I'm just, I, and man, I, I, I've watched that live scope and it is amazing. I mean, it is amazing. But the thing is for me, our fall fishing, uh, I'm more a vertical approach. I, I'm out there on those creek ledges and I'm really fishing that cover because they're uh, cover oriented then. They're on that right. structure. And you have to watch that rod tip. And I try to tell everybody, and I'll say, hey, 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 you got one. You got one that middle rod. You got it. What? What? It's not. I said, yeah. You've got to watch that rod tip because those fish, they're laying there, and they don't want to exert a whole lot of energy. Right. They're going to reach up there and grab it and just sit there. And and I can watch those rod tips. If I put that screen on the front, they'll never look at a rod tip again because yeah. that live scope, it's like you're playing – you can see the fish, the line, the bait. Yeah, yeah. And and like I said, people like us that we fish a lot, that's great. We can watch it and feel it and do whatever. But the the people that have never seen this before and you still have to kind of keep an eye on that rod tip, it's just it, it blows their mind so much to watch that live scope that they they just forget all about that rod and reel being there. Yeah, it's all, it becomes like playing a video game, <laughs> probably at the point. It, it is, it is, and it's just, uh, and they'll sit there, and I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, he got it, he got it. I was like, well, why don't you jerk that rod sitting right there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah let's set one. the hook. Let's set the hook, brother. Get yeah. the fish in. <laughs> hey, what, what unit do you have? I'm running hummingbirds, and uh, I've got I, I've got a little bit of multiple on that. I've still got some of the helix that I run. Uh-huh. But also with that, uh, the Solix, I, I'm running that. What size screen do you do you have? I've on my on my Solix, I've got 12 inch screens on it. Uh huh. And uh, and and I like it because it's you know I'm getting a little older now and, and it's uh, I can see things better. Uh, and 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 I'm running two boats also. It depends on how many people I got. Right. I'm running a 21 foot Polarcraft aluminum boat. Uh, that, that if I have a multiple group on it and then I'm running uh, a 20 foot Falcon, if I've just got a couple of people, I can set them up front and, and it's more of a, uh, you know, my Falcon's a bass boat and then my polar craft, it's a, uh, it's a center console. So if I've yeah. got some people, multiple That's people, they yeah. can walk around and enjoy and, and, and cut up with the kids and see everybody. So it's, it's, well, uh, it's just whatever clients I have, that's what I use. Well, and I had a reason for asking that. I, I've got to get my dad hooked up with one. He's been talking about it forever. Of course, you know, he's 81 years old. He, 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 hell, we just got him learning to text message on the phone. And, uh, so he's, <laughs> he's scared to death that he ain't going to be able to figure it out, which I don't think that's so. I think he can get somebody to train him on it and, and, and he can figure it out. But the lake he fishes over in Louisiana, you know, he used to be, considered one of the best crappie fishermen over there but 
he was fishing tops and he knew where they were and he could go right. sit on them tops and he could catch fish that's over uh in that lake now now there again you when the crappie are biting over there you you literally can't get to the boat landing uh the boat landing is wow. full of crappie fishermen i've never seen as many crappie fishermen as they have in north louisiana but but all those places that used to be secrets they're not secrets anymore and oh, hey hey that's everywhere there's no secrets anymore there's no secrets and so those fish don't just sit on them tops all day like they used to it doesn't seem like and the only people he, he can't catch a crappie anymore but the people that are catching them are the people that can see the fish with that side with the live scope or side imaging so i've got to get him set up with one so uh, if you got, if you, if you know of anybody wanting to get rid of a used one, that, we, 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 hook, we hook pop up with one of them. I got to oh, yeah, get him, yeah. I got to get him one. We'll, we'll find yeah. yeah. That's good stuff, man. Well, Lee, if somebody was, man, if somebody was going to come up to Weiss and, and, and crappie fish this weekend, what would your tip of the day be? You know, the biggest thing is right now we got, we got stable weather. Uh, everything's looking good. Hey, we had some 30 degree. Well, I'm, I'm saying upper thirties, 36 Monday night, 30, 38 Tuesday night. And so things are really now with this sunshine has popped out looking good. The fish are moving quick. Uh, we started out this morning on the water. Water temperature was 63 degrees and it was 69, seven whenever I got out. So tomorrow it's going to be better. Yeah. These fish are really going to hit the shallows. They're going to get on whatever kind of wood, just like you were saying, those tops, they're going to get on these boat docks, these, these lay downs, these, uh, uh, Christmas trees out in front of everybody's dock. So it's going to be a good time. To, if you want to uh, throw live bait, put a float on it, get your pontoon out and anchor down, find you some brush tops, Throw some minnows over the top of them and just sit back and enjoy the weekend. There you go, man. There you go. Well, if somebody wants to come get in the boat with you and and book a trip, what's the best way for them to contact you? Best way to get with me is give me a call. It, uh, it'll be Lee Pitts, 256-390-4145. Or you can look me up, too, on Facebook and just go to my, my uh, Facebook page, Lee Pitts. Or go to my website, Lee Pitts Outdoors. Man, that sounds good, Lee. Man, we appreciate you jumping on. And, guys, if you're listening, if you're thinking about booking a trip somewhere, give Lee a call. I think you can tell by uh, listening to him that on, on the podcast that, that, that you're going to have a good time and you're going to catch fish, and you might learn a little something out there too. So give Lee a call, and I'll book a trip with him. You won't regret it, I guarantee you. All right, guys, let's take just a few minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. Lee, we appreciate it, man. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, thank you. Hey, I always enjoy being on. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, guys, let's take a couple more minutes and hear from just a few more of this week's sponsors. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and services, and now they have a pro-level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at bucksislands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by United Bank. United Bank knows what an important role agriculture plays in our local economy. At United Bank, they are here to support local farmers with financial products and services designed specifically for agribusiness, including real loans for farmland, equipment loans, working line of credit, and more. Truth is, they deeply value the contribution agriculture plays to our community, and they help our local farmers build successful businesses. They want to see you succeed. Learn more at unitedbank.com or stop by any United Bank branch. United Bank, all loans subject to credit approval, equal housing opportunity lender, member FDIC. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. Uh, great first segment with with Lee Pitts, and man, what a what an awesome guy he is, and and got a got a lot of knowledge when it comes to catching those crappies. So y'all be sure and give Lee a call. Hey, let's get on to our second segment and uh, talk to one of my favorite callers, Mister Clayton Bats. Clayton, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not much. Sitting here up here at Pickwick, about to get some rods ready and get ready to roll again tomorrow. That's what I'm talking about, man. Well, you, you, what tournament you in up there? Uh, this is our third stop at the MLF Pro Circuit. 
Good deal, man. Good deal. Where where were you? Uh, I know you were somewhere last week too. I can't remember where you were. I was guiding. You was guiding last I have week. Been, I have been slam packed guiding. So if anybody's looking to get a trip for the next month or something, you need to call me now. That's what I'm talking about. That's good. Hey, mainly and mainly on you, Fowler. All on you, Fowler. All on you, Fowler. Well, what are the fish now? I want to hear what they're doing in Pickwick right now, too, man. We're gonna double up with you, and we're gonna do a we're gonna get a Pickwick report and a you Fowler port report. So, what's happening in you Fowler right now? You Fowler, you got a bunch going on. You Fowler, we still got a bunch of fish left to spawn down there. Believe it or not, a whole lot more than what it should be for mid-April. Uh, we got shad spawning in the morning right now. You got some fish spawning. You got some fish on the ledges. You got some in brush. They're kind of scattered out everywhere right now. Well, good deal. Well, uh, you know, there's there definitely this time of year. I saw, I've heard that from a lot of people, Clayton. It, it just seems, you know, we were just, just having Lee on here talking about the crappie fishing, and the crappie usually are up and pretty much done by now, and he's still – they've been catching fish in 20 foot of water and a uh, slap full of eggs uh, that are just getting ready to move up. So I think everything's running behind this year, it seems like. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I think everything's roughly about two weeks behind. We keep getting all these fronts around the moons. <clears throat> but eventually, when they know the days are getting longer, eventually they're just going to go to the hill and not really worry about a moon. Yeah, yeah. They're just going to go drop them. Yeah, oh, that's good, man. Well, so kind of on you, – you've been guiding a lot, and, and I know y'all been catching fish. So are you – kind of what's your – what's your – how you been structuring your days on you follow? We've been – and obviously, I mean, I kind of – the day depends on my client, you know, how they can fish, if they can, how well they can cast. We've still been catching some out in schools. Been catching some up shallow, fishing real shallow. The water level has been moving a lot. <clears throat> They've been messing with it a, a foot or so a week. It'll be a foot high one week, and it'll be a foot, you know, lower than that the next week down the regular pool. So a lot of it's depending on the water level, uh, depending on what we're doing. Uh, the brush piles, they've been pretty good. They're hit or miss. You have to run a whole lot of them, but when you hit a couple of good ones, I mean, you'll catch them pretty good. In, in the morning for the shad spawn, how does that change how you fish? It makes me start trips about an hour and a half, two hours earlier. <laughs> uh, basically, I mean, you follow it's pretty easy. I mean, you kind of get down there real early, I and mean, if you don't know where one's going on, just put the boat in and ride down the river, and you can't miss all the birds. When you birds, you see the birds in there, just pull in and spinnerbait, swim jig, anything like that, square bill, anything you want to throw there's going to get bit as long as there's fish on it. Right. So with that being said, there's been a bunch of fish that's on them shad spawns, but like I was talking about, me and you were talking about the spawn, there's a bunch of bass that have not spawned yet. So a bunch of the shad spawns got hybrids on it, but no largemouth. And then you'll find one little, one little shad spawn has got largemouth on it, no hybrids. I'll be dang. So some of them will have just hybrids and some of them will have largemouth. And then sometimes they'll mix. It's There'll just, be a mix. You got to hit enough of them to find the one that's got large mouth. But that's the first thing you do when you're riding down that river. You, you're riding at daylight. As soon as you can see, you are looking for birds. Uh, you can't miss all the white birds. You'll be riding down there. The bank will be empty. And then for a 100-yard stretch, there'll be 50 birds on it. Good gracious. Yeah, that lets you know what's going on. What would that last, an hour or two? An hour or two. It depends. If you get an overcast morning, you know, it'll last a little longer and – if you start running the shade and the shady side on the bank, it'll last a little longer doing that. If you're fishing right where the sun comes up and it starts beating on it immediately, it might last 30 minutes. Yeah. And so when the shad spawns over, that's when you're, you obviously you're on the shad spawn, you're throwing the, you know, chatterbait, spin bait, square bill, whatever. And, uh, as soon as that ends and those, and that, those, those shad go back, back up a little bit, that's when you go to looking for you, you brush piles and stuff. Brush piles or schools. When it's clear, and down south it's been pretty clear, but up north it's still been muddy. So up north they don't get in those schools with it that muddy. So up north have been more catching them swimming a jig and throwing a Texas rig around grass and stuff like that. I got you. I got you. Well, let's hit on Pickwick, man. That's where you, you're at right now. Uh, been the last couple of days. So uh, how are you going about dissecting Pickwick? I was doing pretty good until they dropped the bottom out of it. I was catching them up shallow. I weighed in four fish today shallow, and I weighed in one on a mid-depth. I caught in on a big swim bait. For me to do good tomorrow, I really, really need that swim bait bite to kick in a little bit a little bit more. 
had three bites on it today. Uh, I saw the other two that bit. They weren't real big. I fished a little deeper, and I caught a real good one. My bet, well, I ain't going to say a real good one, like a four-and-a-half-pounder. It's my best one today. It's still a good uh, fish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I didn't take five of them any day of the week. So tomorrow, I plan on, and I'm going to start out shallow, and I'm going to probably keep that big swim bait in my hand a lot tomorrow and just try to catch, you know, two or three of those big bites. Yeah, it's totally different when you're guiding and when you when you tournament fishing. It, you, I, I'm assuming you fish totally different. Uh, on something like I mean today, I weighed in four on a wacky rig. I guide with that a lot. I mean, it gets it gets bites, and you'll catch a ten incher to a ten pounder on it. You know, it's just one of those deals. A bunch of baits that I do guide with. I mean, I do fish in tournaments. I mean, I might put a little bigger bait on it or make a couple other adjustments. But you know, like a drop shot is one of my favorite things to guide with. I mean, a bunch of people think about a drop shot, throwing little bitty stuff. I mean, I'm throwing seven and eight inch worms on a drop shot. I'm not throwing nothing on them. I got you. When you're when you're talking about a, a swim bait, I mean, how big of a swim bait are, are you, do you throw? Uh, six inch or an eight inch. I was throwing a mag draft today, and a bunch of people are familiar with a mag draft. That's that's one of my favorite swim baits to throw this time of year. Is just a mag draft. Six inch mag grab or either eight inch. I've been throwing the six inch today. How do you fish the swim bait? Are you are you throwing it out and just slow steady retrieve? You start and stop it. Slow steady retrieve. Just yeah, slow don't, steady. Don't start and stop it. Just slow and steady. Yeah. That's a fun way to fish. Uh, it's, uh, that bite's about as addicting as you can get. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, that's good, man. Well, uh, yeah, it looks like the water. Uh, what was the water temperature up there today? It's about sixty four, somewhere right in there. Mm-hmm. So it ought to be warming today, up a little bit more. I was, yeah, I was fishing all shallow today, and so I had all my graphs off. So I know it's warming up. I ain't been really just picky looking at it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it was, if they were up today, they ought to be up tomorrow. Ought to be a ought to be a stellar day for you if they'll leave that water alone and let those fish run back up a little bit. Maybe yeah, uh, as long as they, they don't they don't drop the water, we'll be good. Yeah, you'll be good. Be good. Well, good luck to you up there, man. If tip of the day on you, Fowler, what's your tip if you're coming in this weekend? you coming in this weekend, be prepared to be out there nice and early and fish that shad spawn. That's the best bite going right now for big fish and quantity. Just ride you see the birds, have somebody throwing a spinnerbait, somebody throwing a swim jig, and go have fun. That's what I'm talking about, man. Hey, obviously you mentioned uh, booking a trip with you. And uh, if you're going to do it and 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 want to want to come out there in the next month or two while it's hot, when things are doing good, I mean, what's the best way for them to reach you, Clayton? Yeah, they can always give me a call at 334-310-8338 or either you just look me up at lakeyfollowfishingguide.com. Good stuff, man. Clayton, good luck tomorrow, man. Go out there and get you about a 25-pound bag in the boat, move back up there to the top. That's the plan. Everybody knows if you followed, I still got some dates available. June is by far my favorite month. And I still got a couple of dates available for the end of June. If anybody wants those dates, be sure to give me a call. Y'all, y'all give Clayton a call, book something with him. Like you said, it's filling up. All right, guys, uh, let's take a couple more minutes to hear from just a few more of this. Clayton, we appreciate it, man. Be safe. North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes. Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnersville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well-stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. And brought to you by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, always love having Clayton on. He has uh, got a lot of knowledge, obviously, and he catches a lot of fish. And I uh, see, so guys, he doesn't have many dates left. So if you're going to book a trip on you, follow with him. I would sure reach out and go ahead and give him a call and get on the books. Like you said, his, his May and end of May and, and June is his favorite time uh, on you, follow. And, uh, man, if you got a few spots left there, so give Clayton a call. But... Hey, let's get back up to, uh, we're going to go right back up 
to Pickwick and, and we'll get a crappie report. We got a little combo from Clayton with our, with the Ufala Pickwick bass, but, uh, I want to hear what these crappie are doing up there, uh, with, with Tracy Umber. So Tracy, what's going on, my buddy? Uh, not much sitting out here on the water. Uh, just like you, I'm wondering what these fish are doing. I hear you, man. <laughs> hey, well, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers guys. If y'all listened last week, y'all heard, uh, my intro to the show that we had some technical difficulties and that we basically were not able to air the show that we recorded last week. And so my apologies again, and my apologies to you, Tracy, because man, you had a great show last week. I mean, I, th- I thought it was hey, top notch, man. And we lost, Yeah, it. we had a, we had a good one and, uh, Hey, it may not bother me today if we lose this one, I'm telling you. Was it rough <laughs> out there? Out it has been tough out here today. Yeah. It started off with Clayton and his bunch. Just as I pulled out of the ramp, there was about seven of their boats went up the same hollow that I had fish found in. And, uh, whew, I don't know if they shut them off or if the, uh, water falling a little bit has shut them off, but man, it was tough today. Well, and he said that he said, he said that they dropped the water a good bit and he said it, it, it really hurt him with the bass fishing. So I'm sure it hurt them all. What do the fish, you know, we hear that all the time and these, in these lakes, these watershed lakes where they control the water. We always hear about, you know, a lot of times they drop the water and the, and the fish kind of lock up for a minute. What do you think the fish do when that water falls? I think it's, uh, got a lot to do with the pressure. I'm not a biologist. I've never been underwater when they've been pulling water. Uh, but I think the fish just cannot stand the pressure of that water leaving them, you know, especially these fish are, that are, that are up on the bank, you know, if they're already in two, three foot of water and a foot of it drops out from under or off the top of them, they, they got to figure out something different. And the crappie are the same way. Uh, I caught a fish today in 22 foot of water. Good gracious. Spewing eggs that was spewing eggs. So I don't think the fish was spawning in 22 foot of water, not here. No. Uh, it very, it very well could have been, but, uh, it was at least on the move anyhow. Well, and it may have been that they was up, they were up, like you said, I, I, maybe it's where that, that particular fish was, was up shallow getting, you know, fixing the spawn or starting to spawn. And then all of a sudden that water gets pulled out and that fish panics and runs back after the deep water. I honestly think that happens because I'm telling you, this fish was dripping eggs as, uh, and she came from 21, 22 foot of water and we were pulling at about 16, 15, 16, 17 foot deep. Uh, you could see the fish down there, but they just, they didn't want to cooperate today. Not for me. Well, we had, you know, and we've heard that from, we had our first segment today. We had Ole Pitts on over at Weiss Lake and he was saying the same thing. He's like, man, it's, you, you, it blows my mind that here we are sitting here toward the middle end of April and we're still catching fish in 15, 20 foot of water. And, uh, instead of up there in five foot or shallower, like you normally are this time of year, right, um, right. it sounds like you're having a, you know, everybody's fighting the same game. It's for some reason, these fish are running behind this year. I don't know if it's these cold snaps we've had or what, but it's definitely affected them. Yeah. The cold snaps didn't, didn't help any this week. I wasn't even in Alabama Tuesday, but in Georgia, it was, it was cold. Uh, yesterday morning in Georgia, it was cold. cold. So I'm sure it's been, co- I'm sure it's been cold here. It has. So, you know, the water temp, of course, the water temp right now is 66. But when we started this morning, it was at 61. So, you know, five degree change. Uh, yeah, it's warming up. So, yeah, if the, if the water will stabilize uh, today and tomorrow, it ought to make it better for everybody. Yeah, water stabilized and that temperature is just going to keep going up. So tomorrow, maybe tomorrow will be a lot better data than today. So when, yeah, you know, we, we've talked about this last week on the show that we lost. And it was very educational because you, you do what you call, what, what was it? Long, long line and tight line, long, long line, long line. And you'll long have line. stuff all the way out there, you know, 60, 80, a hundred foot behind the boat. Day. Saturday, the fish, I found some shallow. So I went with a 32nd and a 16th. Well, those fish weren't there today. Or they, well, some of them were there, but they wouldn't bite. So we pulled out into deeper water and keep from changing my whole setup taking time out of my customer's day i just put out more line and slowed down a little bit and uh 
you know, we got a few bites. We caught a we caught a decent mess of fish, but nothing like what what I would like. But you know, you you have to adjust when you see the fish are not up at eight nine ten foot like they've been a being drop on down there you know drop down to where they're at well and you can do that with adjust adjusting line and speed yeah well and that's where that's where the electronics come in too right i mean you can you you can see if the fish are there or not and then you go find them. i can't i can but that's a sore subject too my life's coat went down today uh, oh. i don't know what i don't know what's happened to it uh it's not so I've been having to and just rely on the old-fashioned side imaging today and down imaging. So, but you know, it still works. It still works. That's right. That's right. Well, when you're long lining like that, how many rods do you have in the water at one time? Uh, today I had three people on the boat with me, so I ran eight rods out the back and four out the front, two on each side on the front and four on each side on the back. So everybody had four rods. I had twelve out. Good gracious. What kind of span will that cover width-wise behind the boat? Width-wise, on mine, I use an 8-foot in the middle, a 10-foot, a 12-foot, and a 14-foot on each side in the back. And my boat's about 8-foot wide in the back, so you got Now, when you say, and I'm, I'm going to stop you right there just say, when you say an 8-foot, a 10-foot, a 12-foot, you're talking about the length of the rod? A length of the rod. I've got okay. an 8-foot, they're all B&M. Uh, PSD, which is per, uh, the Pro Staff Troller Rods. They're a great rod for, for any situation. Uh, they're a little bit heavy to, to tote around and hold all day, but they're great for pushing or pulling. So, But, yeah, so I'm covering 28 foot on rods and then another 8 foot in the middle. So you're probably, you know, you're looking at 35, 36 feet swath, and I've got, a, I've got about a 2 to 3 foot separation and my rod tips, so that's got my lines. Uh, you know, the the middle one's set pointed straight back, and then I've got about a 10 to 15 degree angle on the next one, and add another 10 or 15, and then out on the end, I'm 45 or 90 degrees straight out the side. So, well, and one of the things when we got off the phone last week, when we got off the call, uh, and I started thinking about it, I was actually talking to my dad about it, and he was like, "Well, how do you control the depth?" And I know you explained that to me last week. But I'm not sure I really got it where I could explain it to him. Uh, is it the length uh, of the line or the speed of the boat or the, the heaviness of the lure or all three? All three. All three. What I do is uh, typically two 16-ounce jigs that are 70 foot out the back of the boat are going to run 12, 10, 12, 14 foot deep more right along in there. You know, if going out to 80 to 100 foot, they're going to drop them down there too. And this is all at, say, normally I pull at 0.8. Now, every now and then the fish will want it faster, a more aggressive bite. If, or if they're short striking, I'll speed up a little bit and they tend to hit. Uh, but normally I run at 0.8 miles an hour. And I preset all of my rods in my driveway. Uh, I don't use line counters, I use spinning reels. Uh, the little line keeper on the side of the spool is. Uh, a depth gauge. Uh, David Corsby showed me that trick, and it works like a dream. So and I explain that, that to me. Uh, the little line keeper on the side of the spool. What you do is you pull out the amount of line that you want. I've got it marked, or I'll set me a bottle out in my driveway at 50 foot, 60 foot, 70 foot. I'll walk my jigs down there. So I get my exercise. I'll walk my jigs down there, walk back to my uh, reel, and I will take the line that coming through the bale and I will sl slip it under that line keeper from that end. Then I'll close my bale and reel up on top of my line. What that does is lets me cast out every time to the exact same uh, line length, uh, which it puts it at the same depth. So while the bale is open, you got the line coming yep. out the middle and the bale mm -hmm. is open. So uh -huh. you, you take, when you get to the distance you want, you go under the line keeper and then back over. You just go under the little line keeper on the uh, on the spool. Uh-huh. And then you close your bale and you reel up. And what it's going to do, it's going to, that, uh, when, you, when you hook it under that line keeper, that's the end of the line, basically. Yep. It stops right there. So your drag won't work either uh, at that point. You're basically putting it in uh, a pinch point. 
So what I do on top of that is once I throw it out and it gets all the way to the to the stop, I'll make about three or four cranks, typically three cranks. And that gives me about eight to nine foot of drag that I can use if I get a big fish. Yes. The other day I told a customer how to, if you get hung, just grab the spool. Don't grab the line. It's going to cut your hand. First thing he does is open, grab the, line. open the bail. Now he opened the bail, lets all the slack out, and then it cuts the line back in the reel. Uh. <laughs> so instead of losing my first knot back on the jigs, I lose 70 foot of line. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. So, what? Yeah, um, there's, some, there's some science or method to the madness, I guess you would say. So it, do you change? What kind of line do you use? I, right now I'm using uh, Vicious 8-pound high-vis green on my pulling poles. Okay. Uh, now, my dipping poles and my casting rods, I'm using sniping braid, 10-pound. Uh, it's a micro braid. It's a new micro braid that's come out uh, very good. There's, I used to hate braid because uh, it'll tie around the end of your rod and all the wind knots and everything. But this stuff here is a micro braid. It's 10-pound test. It's only four thousandths in diameter. So it casts way better than a monofilament but still has the monofilament tendencies, you know. It doesn't wrap up around your rod tip, so it's it's really good stuff. Good deal. I didn't know if you would change the diameter on your ones that you had that were going deeper or... You, you know, uh, a lot of people will pull four-pound test. Uh, I get tired of breaking off jigs because I'll run through a stump field. If there's fish there, I'm going through there. And right. If I, can get, if I can get one back, I count that as a win. You know, Grenada Lake Tackle, they're they're quick on shipping. Uh, that's who I buy all my jig heads from. And to me, they're the best spinner head on the market. So most of the jigs still, you're using have a spinner head on it? All of the jigs I use have a spinner head on it. I'll be done. Uh, every, every one of them. They're round spinner heads from Grenada Lake Tackle. Uh, they've got them from, a, I used to, like I said, today I used a 32nd and a 16th. They're designed to catch Grenada fish, which are big fish. Big so they've fish. They've got bigger hooks. They've got bigger hooks in them. The thirty second, I think it's got a number one hook in it. It's a pretty good size hook in it. I, I don't know what it is about Grenada, but it is known for gigantic crappie. They're huge. They're huge. Those boys have got it good over there. I'm telling you. Have you ever been over there and done any of that wade fishing they do in that buck brush? I have. I want to do that. That, that <laughs> to me, that sounds like it would be a blast. That it, it's amazing. It's it's when you've got a foot of line hung out the end of your tip, and you get a pounder on it in the brush, and you're trying to fight him out. It, it, there's nothing like. Uh, I wish we had some of that around here, and we do. Uh, it's just this water fluctuates so bad; the fish won't run up in it and stay there. Last yeah. Saturday, I was out here, and the fish come or the water come up, probably two and a half foot during the day. Goodness. And I, I guarantee you there's some bass and crappie ran up in some bushes uh, here in Bear Creek. Oh, yeah. You know they did. Man, that's yep. good stuff. That's good stuff. Yep. Well, Tracy, man, yep. I, I, I get your live scope fixed and get back out there and get on these fish now. I'm, I, I know you're going to. It, today is, is not a – even though y'all still caught fish today in some bad circumstances, I mean, you had your live scope go out. You had a tournament with boats running all over the place up there on Pickwick, and you still managed to catch fish, and they dropped the water down, and we had a cold we front. Did. And let me let me say this. Uh, the Major League Fishing boys, they showed lots of respect today. Uh, nobody ran close enough to make anybody mad, uh, not in my boat anyhow. And, you know, for a bass tournament, sometimes that's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of times these guys think they own the place, but these boys today – I was really impressed with them. So if good. they're listening, hey, my hat's off to you. Well, good. On the good days, I'm going to tell you you did good, but on the bad days, you might well get ready for that too because I might let you know about that one too. Hey, that's, man, that's what it's all about, right? Every day can't be a great day on the water, and, and that's why we start the show off saying we want the report, the true report, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, and by God, sometimes it's ugly. People ask me all the time, hey, you going to guarantee us fish? I said, the only thing I'm guaranteeing is a boat ride. And 
since gas has gotten so high, I don't even guarantee as much of a bullet ride anymore. <laughs> yeah. we, we, do more, we run the trolling motor as much as possible, guys. <laughs> right. We fish, we, we fish close to the ramp. <laughs> Hey, I was talking, I got a buddy that owns a big old boat they go offshore with and, uh, man, they catch these big marlin, enter these marlin tournaments and all that stuff. I said, man, when we going, we got a group of friends and, and we've been talking about all going out with him. And, and I was like, man, when, when are we going to line up a trip? He said, it ain't going to be this year. And I ain't going to be until gas prices go down. We're not going. And I'm like, <laughs> you're not, you're like literally not going. He said, Brian, it, it cost us $15,000 to fuel up. Yeah. That's about what it costs to fill mine up. <laughs> about the Six, same, right? Sixty-six gallon tank. Yeah, you'll you'll go broke. So I just I put enough in for the day and tell them if we run out, y'all better get your paddle ready. Uh, though. Well, Tracy, man, <laughs> nah. before we let you go, you got to give us a tip of the day. If somebody's coming up this weekend, uh, as far as your, you know, depending on, I'm sure, weather conditions, but what would your what would your tip of the day be for listeners? Tip of the day today. We've found a little bit of normalcy as far as jig colors. The water's starting to clear up, so look toward the clear colored jigs. How about that one? There you go. I like it, man. I like it. Well, pearl truce, monkey milk, uh, somewhere along that line, uh, those seem to be a little bit better today than, than others. That's a great tip, Tracy. We appreciate it, man. Hey, if somebody wants to come book a trip with you uh, up on Pickwitch to catch, to catch these crappie, uh, and I know you're going to catch them. What's the, what's the best way for them to, to get up with you? You can get on the easiest way. If you're on Facebook, Tracy Umber fishing, or shoot me a text at six, six, two, five, seven, four, zero, six, four, nine, or give me a call. Heck we'll just call and talk about fishing. If you can't go. And that's what I'm talking about. Hey guys, give Tracy a call book a trip with him and uh y'all 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 have a good time and catch some fish and if you don't catch fish you'll have a, a very expensive boat ride how about that <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go. oh yeah y'all gonna catch fish so give tracy a call book a trip with him tracy thank you man for being patient with us sorry again about last week but glad we were able to follow up and get you back on this week thank you brian take care all right guys let's take a couple more minutes and hear from just a few more of this week's sponsors Fishing Chaos invites all high school and college and social fishing teams to create a free team or club on the Fishing Chaos platform. Clubs can hold tournaments within the high school team or invite rival clubs and teams to compete in CPR, which is catch photo release events, as well as live weigh-in events as Fishing Chaos supports most any tournament format. The addition of the new Fishing Chaos Club Management platform allows teams and clubs to easily communicate with their members about upcoming events. It automates the tracking of Angler of the Year or Team of the Year series standings and collects all angler results. If you're interested in setting up a free team or club or in hosting a tournament on the Fishing Chaos app, please contact fishingchaos.com or call Jesse Wilson at 256-508-1853. And brought to you by Killer Doc. I hadn't even realized how bad it was. I was cleaning fish on rotten wood, and after cleaning just a few fish, I was filthy, and I had a sunburn. I tried wearing a hat, but it just couldn't keep me cool. And how was I supposed to clean fish without getting messy? Killer Doc brings the upgrade that not only will keep me cool and clean, it will make being on my dock enjoyable again. Killer Dock combines durability, function, and design to uniquely upgrade your entire dock experience. Visit KillerDock.com to check out the greatest fish cleaning station known to mankind. All right, guys, welcome back to the show, and what a great show it was today. Man, I, I love having Lee and Trace on here talking about the crappie uh, and talking about a, a way that I honestly have never done uh, that, that long lining like they do, I want to get out and do that. It sounds like a great way to, to catch them. And, uh, man, I love hearing about these, these new ways to catch fish that I've never done. And, and so, Hey, that's part of the reason for this podcast, right? Is what are people doing? These guys that do it every day, day in and day out, that make part of their living or all of their living on that water, catching the fish, what are they doing to catch them? And that's what this show is all about. And, 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 you know, uh, we like to think of it as, 
it's another lure in your tackle box. You know, you listen to the podcast on the way to the lake the day before and you go, okay, now I got a plan. I can do what the professional guys are doing. The guys that live there on the lake that guide on it every day. I know what to do and then go up there with a plan. So listen, and Hey, that is going to be a wrap for the show today. So if you're enjoying the show, share it with your friends, tell your buddies about it. If you'd like us to email you the show, we will do that each and every week. All you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767. And we will email you the show each and every week. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and hey, write us a review. We really appreciate that. But stay safe on the water, guys. Enjoy the beautiful weekend that we're going to have this weekend. And uh, stay safe, and we'll talk to you all again next week. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. Photonist Defense, masters of darkness. And also brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. Make the choice that professional captains all over the Gulf make and choose Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The easy-to-use interface and excellent customer service will have you on the fish every time you go. Check it out at hiltonsoffshore.com. And brought to you by Fish Bites. Ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com. And by outdooralabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. And brought to you by the Hunting Exchange. Hunting Exchange is an app for iOS and Android that gives you a one-stop shop to buy and sell your hunting gear. So head on over to the App Store or Google Play and experience a new hassle-free way to buy and sell hunting gear by downloading the Hunting Exchange app today. And brought to you by BoatersList.com. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats and all things in between at BoatersList.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water.